ah, dang, it's me again. I, I promise every episode this season won't have so many disclaimers at the beginning. So the last like 10 or 15 minutes of this episode, we do talk about body image issues, which Afton was, was kind enough to share her thoughts and experiences with. But I know that that can be a troubling subject for people. So I just wanted to let you know if that is something that can be triggering for you to skip the last portion of this episode. But you should listen to the rest of it because we talk about Afton Paige Welch, New York City-based actress hailing from, in her own words, the sweetest pie, country music-loving, dirt-kicking land of Texas. She has worked in film and theater in New York, Texas, Ohio, and more, including recently playing Proteus in an all-female version of The Two Gentlemen of Verona at the Brick Theater. Also of note, her favorite ice cream used to be cookies and cream, but now is Ben & Jerry's Cherry Garcia because, and again, in her own words, I can't find a good non-dairy cookies and cream because I can't have dairy anymore, which really, really, really stinks. So I will leave it up to you to find her a non-dairy cookies and cream alternative. Uh, send that to her P.O. box. And enjoy Afton Page Wealth. Hey. Welcome back. Thank you. To not you. Oh, my bad. You've not been on before. I've been I mean, to your house. Oh, that's true, but not on the podcast. Sorry. Um, That's fine. <laughs> Everything's good. It's all fine. We were a little loud, but I'm fixing it now. Don't worry about it, Alan. I have everything under control. Um, hello. My name is David Andrew Laws. Welcome to the Dress for the Podcast You Want. Uh, it is uh, great to be back. My co-host in absentia today is Megan Greener because... Uh, we're recording three episodes today and she was busy all day. And so that means that three weeks, it's so weird how one day can become three weeks, isn't it? You don't have to be quiet. It's t- I, <laughs> I, don't, I know I haven't introduced you yet, but you don't have to be silent if you don't want to. I'm just like the ghost hiding in the corner. Boom. <laughs> My guest today is Afton Paige Welch. Correct. So many names. Too many. Like I have as well. Right. Um, three names is where it's at though. Let's not, let's not get it twisted. Yeah. And it's only four syllables. Afton Page Welch. You're right. Mm-hmm. David Andrew Laws. I got too many. I got five. <laughs> um, four names. That's too many. That's that's, and then add like a junior, the second or something. Too in much. There, and it's and what am I? One name and what am I? Share. No oh, way. Well, like a hyphenate. Or just a mononym, like sh- like Santa. Oh, oh, oh. Well, oh, I guess oh. Santa does have a last. Well, you name. said share, and I heard S H A R E. What do I? What do I do? Share. <laughs> Just share. No. My parents' names. No. Sh- yeah, share Jesus. Jesus has a last name too. Y- he doesn't go. He by doesn't it. go by it. That's true. Does sh- is share? Yeah. Is her name share? I always assumed that was a stage name. I'm pretty sure her name is share. Let me let me watch me be wrong. Do a quick Google real quick. Share. I've never researched this. Born Sherilyn. Yeah. Oh. Sanke- Sarkeesian. Okay. Who knew? Someone. Right. That's like Lady Gaga's real last name. It's something very Italian. Is it? That's our, That rings such a bell because my mom almost named me Sherilyn <gasps> after Cher. And I forgot after that fact Cher. until right now. That's funny. Look, I pulled up your website like I was supposed to do beforehand. <laughs> there you are. There I am. Afton Page Welch. That's her. Do any of your names have stories? Um. Afton. Yeah, kind of a story with my first name. So it's, it is my late great uncle's name. Great. Who is my mom's favorite uncle, Uncle Afton. That's a, uh, I'm sorry to hear about your great uncle passing, but late great uncle is such a good, the late great. My late great uncle What's his last name? Wilman. Actually, no, Afton's not better, but but when you said it just then, the, the late great uncle Afton 
is very, that's very good. Regal. Regal. He was a good dude. And you were named after him? So kind of. So he was my mom's favorite uncle. And then my mom got pregnant with me and didn't know what to name me. And she was obsessed with this show called Dallas at the time. Uh Uh-huh. And there was a character on there named Afton. Hilarious. Uh Uh-huh. Played by an actress. I don't know. People do that. People name people after, like, Khaleesi. There's a lot of baby Khaleesi's. Yeah. And there were, I remember, like, I remember seeing Miley on a lot of (laughs) baby names, I guess, around the Hannah Montana era. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's what people do. But she had said that she w- I wasn't necessarily named after my d- great uncle and I wasn't necessarily named after a character on a show. It was just a serendipitous name that came back to her. She just doesn't want to admit that you're named after a TV well, character. Well, she had said, she's like, and then I went skiing in the in the Afton Alps of Montana and and then I dated a man who had a niece named after. I don't know. She, Is I, that how your mother sounds? <laughs> to me, yeah. Oh, because you're from Texas. She's a Southern Belle. And she's also from, is she from Texas? Oh my God, that's a lie. She actually grew up all over the place because she's an Air Force baby. But But now she landed and settled in Texas. And so, yeah, that's how she talks to me. (laughs) And that's how the rest of my family talks as well, for sure. You don't. I know. What happened? Adopted. Yeah, I've never actually met the rest of my family. So <laughs> I just hear that's how that sounds. <laughs> no, I grew up in a really urban area. I grew up in Dallas. So Oh, uh, fair enough. So. And I assume started acting at a young age. Yeah. Which yeah. they'll they'll beat that out of you with their standard American dialect. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was more beaten out of me in college. I think I had it more in college and we did the the speech mm-hmm. speak with diet. distinction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. crazy woman. That book. That, who wrote that book? Yeah. Wait, was there something else I was gonna say about Afton? Oh, my parents, uh, I was I when I was born, my parents were watching MacGyver and so they I interrupted an episode of MacGyver to be born and so I'm glad that they didn't name me MacGyver. MacGyver. What if your name was <laughs> MacGyver? Can you look in the mirror and like think of yourself as a MacGyver? Uh, yeah. I can, I can see it. Maybe I'll change my name to MacGyver. What was MacGyver's name? MacGyver. I don't know. See, I always thought MacGyver was a verb until the, until the remake I think it is out. a verb, right? To yeah, MacGyver. To Maga- but based on the guy whose name is... Is that a modern name? His last name is MacGyver. I would assume so. Don't know his first. Oh, my God. Angus Mac MacGyver. Angus Mac MacGyver? His, qu- his quote, quote's name is Mac. Oh, they oh, call oh, him oh. Mac MacGyver. I could be an Angus or a MacGyver. I would roll with either of those names. Yeah. Name me up, baby. All right, cool. Um, that, is, that is not part of the podcast. It's in there, but it's not part of it. Uh, what is part of it is the first question I have to ask you, which is, Afton. Yeah. Do you think, do, oh, shit, I messed it up. Because I've been podcasting all day and I'm exhausted. How many times have you asked this question? Twice. And now is the third time. Do you consider yourself a successful person? Okay, before I answer that, can I ask you a follow-up question? You may, but you also need to be closer to your mic. Sorry. So now you may. How's this? Better. Um, Are you looking for a specific answer? Am I looking for an answer? A specific answer. I'm looking for an answer, but I'm not looking... No, I'm not looking for a specific answer. Okay. Like, I want you to answer. If you don't answer the question, then... The, po- the podcast is over. Um, <laughs> Render this podcast episode irrelevant. Yeah. Um, but like I've had people say yes mm-hmm. unequivocally. I've had people say no unequivocally. Mm-hmm. I've had people take uh, issue with the entire question. I've had people say yes and no. I've had people say sort of. I've had people say, yeah. you know, I'm getting there. So like, um, do you cool. consider yourself a successful person? Yes and not yet. Oh, go on. It really depends on the hour of the day. It is 
3.16 in the afternoon. Okay. Friday, August 9th. In this hour. Do you consider yourself successful? Yeah. Cool. Why? Yeah. Um, because I did a thing I worked really hard for, and then I rewarded myself for that, and then I came here. And so the kind of like ABC of it. Mm. You set out to do a thing, and then you did it. And I did it. Success. Success. What was the thing? Can you talk about it? Um. Yeah. Well, no, I just like saved up the money to get my headshots done. Mm-hmm. And then I got them done and I felt really good about the, I mean, this is so just as vain as vain can be, but I felt really good about it because I liked how I looked and I liked what I was wearing and I liked what I did and I liked the outcome. And it felt like a lot of time and pressure built up to this thing that I knew I had to get done. But in certain seasons of my life, I felt like I, I didn't look the way I wanted to, or I didn't have the money for it. And so I was like, I've got to, this is just something I have to do. This is something I have to do. This is important to my career and something that needs to get done. So I prioritized it and I worked really hard and I focused on it and I did well. And it's silly that I'm referring this back to headshots, but it really is for me. That's the formula of anything else, right? That's to me, that is what success is, is like, if you can just complete a task, mm-hmm. it could be any task. Anything. Success can be so, and by my standards, is existing on a micro level. Mm-hmm. I don't think of success as this big, like, hot air balloon that you get in and then you float into the sky. It's not, success is not a state of being, well, in my opinion. Have you ever been in a hot air balloon? <laughs> I've been on um, a suggestion of one at like the fair. Oh, uh huh. You know, <laughs> I've I've never been in one. I wonder if I would feel differently if I had. I did one of those slingshots where they sling you up into the air real fast. <gasps> well, you're in like a spinny ball. Uh, we were in sort of like a bucket seat. How how did you come back to the ground? We were in a slingshot. We went, oh, okay, we okay, went, okay, okay. We went up. And then we went down, and then we went up a little, and then we went down a little. The third time was the best time. The third time was like just enough of a, like the first time was like, you know, you're pressed back against the seat. And uh-huh. then the second time was a little bit less of that. And the third time was like that, like float at the top of the parabola. Define gravity type. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, I feel like you just define success. I just defined it. That's it. That's that feeling. Float. Yeah. But you don't do that in a hot air balloon. If you're floating in a hot air balloon, something's gone terribly wrong. <laughs> so. Or, to, or you've. <laughs> Discovered something. (laughs) It's a a very fun hot air balloon. Um, So, so your definition of success seems like it's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty. uh, Not minute in that it's small, but minute in that it's like there are lots of opportunities for success. Sure. Yeah. And Um, also, I think it's okay to be excited about your headshots. It's 2019. Anytime we can look at a picture of ourselves and be like, I don't totally hate that. I think it's it's a good thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'd agree. And a lot of that, I think, also comes from self-image issues. For sure. We're in the age where who has not taken a picture of themselves or who doesn't have... There's this 12-megapixel camera in the back of every single person's pocket. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this is not... Even when we were growing up, if you wanted a photo taken... Took a while. You were not rich enough for a digital camera. You had, like, a disposable, and you got one chance to take the photo and yep. then you had to wait for you it didn't to know be, what it looked like you, had no, you couldn't look back at it couldn't edit it couldn't delete it you had to wait for it to come back developed and then there was your photo and then maybe you made like zero xeroxed it and sent it to families and put it in a frame it was just that one photo you know <laughs> and now it's like i think the average person has a photo taken of themselves once every day 
Oh, at least. You know, I was thinking, I was, I don't know any statistics, but I would say like multiple times a day. Right. We definitely have our image captured multiple times a day, right? On like, yeah. CCTVs or like security cameras or like, exactly. All that, all that fun stuff. And so I think a lot, I think constantly seeing yourself back to yourself. Where are you in that journey, right? It, it was a big step for me to be able to uh, post a picture on social media and be like, I look, I look stupid in this or like, I look bad in this, but like, I don't care. It's the, I don't care. Are you You there? have to come around to that. Are you at the, I don't care? Always. Good. Always. Good. I like that. Because no one else cares. But all your pictures look so nice. Thank you. Look, all your nice pictures on your website. Thank e- you. Eating a flower. Yeah, eating a rose. Look, <laughs> doing the doing the hand on the chin <laughs> prom pose. I'm so charming. Um, <laughs> this is so funny. What a, what an eclectic website. Well, so those are certain links to certain things. Like if you click on that, that's my bio. And then all the other kind of miscellaneous photos from that look like shows are, are from shows. So oh. if you click on them, you'll see more photos from that show. So Ms. Prism would be my rap name. Yeah. So I did Ernest oh. and those are all the production photos from Ernest. I was Miss Prism. That is a good rap name too. There are all these fun pictures. Yeah. Aren't they fun? I loved that show. Is I, it? You know what? I think, I think, uh, this is a hot take. Important as being earnest, pretty good show. Is that a hot take? I know we're gonna get some some people who are. Gonna <laughs> I think this guy's he's got a career ahead of him. Look out, <laughs> Oscar Wilde. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> um, he's, he's on the up and up. He's he's look out for that. Uh, look at Wild child, Oscar Wilde today oh, would be so good. I was talking to my therapist about this this morning. That I was like, maybe it is uh, a victim of hindsight, but no. Classical philosophers had video games. No, like the Greek poets didn't have social media. That's probably true. I feel like it's <laughs> it's definitely true. And maybe they had an equivalent. Maybe they had some sort of like distraction. But there's no way it was as distracting as this all-encompassing digital age in which we live now. And I just feel like, like Oscar Wilde, like when, at a certain point in your life, like, there's nothing to do, so you write. And I wish I had that. I want to stop distracting myself with stuff mm-hmm. so I can get more done. But it's too accessible. I don't know what to do about it right now. Well, that's not an accident, right? All of those things were invented and placed in front of you to distract you. So Why? Why? But, sh- but I want to write the next great American novel. I know, but there are a lot of people making money off of your distractions. But couldn't they make more money if I wrote the next great American novel? How many great American novels have been written? None now, because there's <laughs> distractions. <laughs> no one's written a great American novel in years. Since the internet? Probably not. <laughs> Since the inception of Facebook? Yeah, probably not. Um, honestly... You're probably right. I think, but it's also a hindsight thing, right? It's not going to be the next great American novel until that person dies, until like we dissect their whatevers and yada yada. Right, and until that thing kind of becomes in on trend again. You ever see those movies that it just missed its mark? It came out in the wrong year. If it had come out now, yes, it would be the next cult classic. But because it came out in 2009, it was too ahead of its time, and so therefore it like wasn't successful. I'm thinking of um, Josie and the Pussycat Dolls, but that was a movie. That was, you think that was, that was, what? Wait, Josie, Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, yes. Sorry, I was thinking. You mushed two bands together and that's I, fine. But No, I know Josie and the Pussycats is a movie and I think it's like so far ahead of its time. I can't <laughs> wait to watch that. You should. Because um, <laughs> I know of Josie and the Pussycats from like Archie stuff. Are they in Riverdale? 
Do they got Josie and the Pussycats in Riverdale? I bet they don't. I don't know. That would be too bold. Have you seen Riverdale? The TV show? But it's Riverdale, New York, isn't it? No, it's Riverdale, like Archie comics. Oh. Yeah. I would thought it was Riverdale, New York. You're a nerd. I am a nerd because I babysit in Riverdale sometimes. And I'm like, mm, I can't see some like teen drama taking place here. No, it's Riverdale like the Archie comics. Ah, um, maybe I'll start watching it now. Maybe. I won't. Um, <laughs> shoot, what was I going to say? Oh, 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 I was going to say, oh, my friend Simone uh, shares all her Facebook is all entirely uh, um, like articles and clippings from old newspapers that are all so like meme worthy now where there'll be things like um that's so cool they're they're just like they're just like old memes and it's and it's that thing of like it'll be like a picture of everybody on a train reading the newspaper and being like what's wrong with our society that we're all distracted by our newspapers and won't talk to each other <laughs> it's just you realize like all these problems quote-unquote problems that people are like oh the phones are distracting us it's like it's such a modern problem and it's really really not like Nobody wanted to talk to each other on the bus in 1900 either. Like, right. This is not a new thing. Not at all. Nothing's new. No. It's so weird. Anyway, sorry, I've gotten us really off topic. Um, That's okay. There is no topic. Well, there is a topic, and it's well. you, and it's your success. <laughs> okay. And you talked about the yes part of it, but now I want to talk about the not yet part of it. So there's always part, I think, part of the DNA of being a self-proclaimed ambitious person is that there is this um, struggle of never feeling like you're going to reach your own pinnacle or your go or your own apex or you're never going to get to some destination that you see for yourself or like that you envision for yourself or maybe even though I just said success is not a state of being mm-hmm. um, y- the the ambition in me competes with that and the dreams that I held on to as a kid or like, I guess I'm speaking more from from like a career perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is such a, this is not a linear career that we're on, that that we're pursuing. Right. It's like, there are people who have won Oscars and never worked again eventually. Do you know what I mean? It's like, there is no, aha, you are now CEO. You have made it. CEO of acting. Right. (laughs) Imagine. Um, there is not that. So there is always, it's, it's, if it's not straight, what is it? It's, do you know what I'm saying? I totally know what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. The metaphor of, of like it, if it's not, if there's no destination, what is there? It's it's the journey. It's all journey. It's all journey. Well, that's okay though, right? Like, it's journey, absolutely okay. The journey's the good part. The journey's the fun part. It's also the frustrating part. And then sometimes, if you're not that's careful true. with yourself, if you've let the leash on yourself get a get a little bit too long, the journey begins to feel like failure. I wonder if it really is the journey. I wonder, right? It's the journey in the sense. That, I mean, that's such a trite word, but it it's the next thing ooh i say more the net you don't mm. it's not a formula it's a secret recipe you know what i mean it's like there is no step by step there yes. is no go to college and major in biology and then go to pre-med and then apply for the residency. And then there is none of that. There's, well, there's my steps and then there's your steps. Unless there is, it depends on the goal. Your steps were save enough money, get my headshots done. Now I've got headshots. Right. I guess it depends on your goal. What's your goal? 
What's your What's your apex as a as a? I mean, as an actor, if that's how you want to define yourself. Okay. Yeah. Um, say I want to be a successful actor. What does sure. that look like for me? Oh God, you know how I would know I was successful how? in my own definition. Someone invited you on a great, great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've made it. I've made it. Twenty five, and I've apexed. Um, if I could pay my rent, <laughs> but all my bills, like if my cost of living mm-hmm. was covered by a paycheck I earned from acting, that is a common that is a common goal I hear on this podcast and in everyday Life. interaction with actors. Yeah. That is, that is, it sucks that that is the case, but that is, I hope that happens for you and for everyone. Yeah, I do too. I bet it will. I bet it, I think it's, I think it's attainable. I think uh, it's, uh, like you said, there's no set formula. Yeah. But that, but that's not to say like, hmm, what do I mean? I think, oh, you know what I think it is? I think yeah. that's, I think, I may disagree with you. I think okay. just like semantically, I think that there is a formula and sometimes people are able to skip steps or like do it out of order or like uh, change the formula. It's like it's like um, if the goal is to make a milkshake, mm-hmm. sometimes people are able to make a strawberry milkshake mm-hmm. because they like do a thing. And then sometimes people make like a pickle milkshake and they still made a milkshake but they definitely did it their own way and like <laughs> nobody else wants to follow that path and like that's fine you do you unless you're in Texas no way shut <laughs> up is that a thing pickle milkshakes ew <laughs> is that real no no pickle no, everything no, is a thing i don't no. know about a milkshake but pickle yeah there's a whole pickle fest in texas oh my god ew <laughs> ew it's so gross Did you find yeah, it's the it's a pickle milkshake recipe from Hello will Giggles. satisfy your sweet and salty cravings. No, it won't. <laughs> it will satisfy my funeral planning. Because Next time I, will I see be you, dead. I'm gonna bring you one of these. That's so gross. I'm gonna pay you fifty bucks to drink the whole thing. Well, I would do it. <laughs> wow, wow! Look at the recipe. Serves one active twenty minutes. Total five hours oh. and twenty minutes. It takes. Yeah, you- because you have to pickle the cucumber. That's I mean, stupid. Is it a cucumber? Yeah, yeah. That's so stupid. Wait, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> here, here are the directions. Uh, whisk together cream, milk, sugar, egg yolks, and bay leaf. Uh, stir occasionally about 15 minutes. Okay, that's 15 minutes. Then let it cool. That's about 30 minutes. Okay, great. Stir in vanilla extract. Pour through a fine mesh strainer. Discard solids. That's a disgusting sentence. Stop it. Um, chill completely about one hour. Okay, so there's there's a good hour and 45 minutes of our time uh, accounted for. Pour into a freezer container and freeze until ready to use. I guess that's another big chunk. It doesn't even give an amount of time. And then scoop it into a blender. Add chopped pickles, food coloring, and remaining one-fourth cup pickle juice to blender. Blend until smooth, about 20 seconds. Ugh, pour mixture into milkshake glass, and then the worst part of all, <laughs> garnished with whipped cream, whole pickles, and if desired, dill. Mm. Ugh, this is, oh, but there is a picture of grilled cheese down here at the bottom, and now I really want that. But <laughs> the rest of this is It nasty. actually looks really tasty. No. Yeah, it does. You think that looks good? I think. You like pickles. Of course. See, I don't I even like pickles. See, I'm Texan. Uh, well. They so give them out at the movie theater. Oh, pickles give this, them out well i know you, you have to free. buy them okay. no, no no you have to buy them i lied but they're available at the movie theater. oh my god 
Um, no, being from Texas, we do have a commonality of Dr. Pepper, though. You're from Kentucky. But I love Dr. Pepper. Okay, Jesus. I'm a Dr. Pepper brand ambassador. Are you really? Yeah. I love that. I love, doc- I love diet Dr. Pepper. That's fine. I grew up drinking that. Not that I don't love Dr. Pepper itself, but it's tough to find here. Dr. Pepper? Yeah. I can't ever tell if it's hard to find because it's actually hard to find or if I'm buying it all. <laughs> I'll go back to like my local bodegas every once in a while and be like, does everyone like Dr. Pepper or is it me? Or like, am I just what, buying it all? What is happening? Why is there wine? no Dr. Pepper here? Because I am something that rhymes with shy, grunctioning... Smalkafolic. Um <laughs> back to success. Bry functioning. Cl- that's the pr- that's where I fall in as a cat. Nothing rhymes with functioning. Dunctioning. Dun- um I'm a guy dunctioning. Puncturing? I'm a well, I'm not guy puncturing anymore. I'm getting married. Um <laughs> but there are lots of kinds of success. That's very true. Are, I was, um, are you other kinds of success? Mm-hmm. In fact, I was listening to your episode with Erica. Yay. Um, she's great. She is great. You know her? I don't know her. You I guess I'll know. meet her. She's great. Because she's doing Troilus. Yep. Um, I was listening to her episode. And something she brought up got me thinking. I've been thinking about this a lot for the last... Since you emailed me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, for what? I don't know. That you were lingering on it. No, it was. it's given me a lot of food for thought. I've written about it and thought very critically are you doing about the, it. Do you doing the actors? What? Ju- do you, what do you mean you wrote about it? Like, do, you, do you journal? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I journal. I write every day. Do you, uh, The artist's way. That's what it is. I've never that? done the artist's way, but I want to. You know what, though? I'm scared of how much of an effect it'll have on me. Because <laughs> the people who I know, it's it's like um, just one of those self-sabotaging things. Where I'm like, I'm scared of how great I'll feel, so I can't do it. No, that's why I'll... I haven't stopped social media. <laughs> <laughs> Is I'm just like I, I literally talk. That's about why I won't today. work out. I'm afraid of how good it feels. <laughs> no, I just hate working out. That's that's my excuse. I fucking hate it. It's okay. Um, so you were dwelling on this? Not dwelling, ruminating. You were. You were. You were. You've had other things to worry about with your wisdom teeth coming out soon. You've been having. I need to distract anxiety myself, dreams honestly. about wisdom teeth and podcasts. I would rather have anxiety dreams about podcasts. Yeah. Um. So something that she brought up was the uh, was the kind of the difference between uh, success of the self and success of the career. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Good burp. <laughs> um, better the attic than the basement. Am I right? Hey, yes, you are <laughs> right. I had to think about it for a sec. I was like, attics are in the top. <laughs> so. Well, and uh, on, oh no. And I talked about it last episode and I'm going to talk about it on this episode, That's but it won't actually have been revealed until two weeks from quote unquote now. Um, I was talking with Allison Wien about it and we've got the professional, we've got the personal and we've really got the interpersonal, right? The uh-huh. like, the am ki- I successful the, like, s- yeah. within myself, right? Am I successful? Mm-hmm. Do I have a career? Am I successful? Do I have friends and family and a support network? Am I successful? Like, do I like... Kind of like the id, ego and <gasps> super ego yeah. of success. Yeah. I vibe with that a lot actually and I can't, I'm excited for that episode to come out so I can listen to it. Um... Yeah, and something I think my career success has always wavered and come in and out of seasons, like years and years and years at a time where I've felt very unsuccessful in that. Mm. Um, and then maybe a season or two where I've flourished. But something I am always zeroed in on is working on myself. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until Erica's episode that I thought, 
I could relate it to success. Yeah. Where it's like, I am just trying to be better it's and the, get better. Yeah. It's the extension of that. You can't love anybody else until you love yourself thing where it's like, yeah, how can you even, how can you even compare what success is externally? Right. Cause that's what so much of it is, right? So much of especially professional success is like, do people like what I'm doing? Especially as an artist, do mm-hmm. people like what I'm doing? Do they want me to keep doing it? Are they yeah. going to let me keep doing it? Am I going to get hired? And it's so like external and so like, um, dependent dependent is exactly mm-hmm. the word um and so having the other side of that being how am i how do i what am i doing yeah where am i operating from yeah what's this what what's this coming from because it has to come from the inside out how are you op- how are you operating how am i operating yeah you write every day i think that's a very exciting goal is that is that career related is that all personal what uh like what do you what do you write it's both so i write a lot um, I have several different journals actually in my like very personal journal. And then I do have kind of a more professional journal that I'll take to class or, um, workshops and stuff. I write things down from classes and, you know, ideas and plays and scenes. And like, I have an Emmys list that I'm trying to get through. And an that's Emmys what, list? An Emmys list. What does that mean? Trying to watch. Oh, everything nominated for an Emmy fun <laughs> not everything there's like hundreds of shows nominated but yeah. as much as I can um so that's in there and then but in my personal journal that real there are no rules sometimes I write in complete sentences sometimes I don't sometimes I'm very mean to myself mm. sometimes very nice to myself mm. sometimes I write to myself like when I was having body image issues Dear I wrote, yeah no I like literally wrote a love letter to my body I made myself do that that's nice yeah, so that. that's a huge part of me, of my work on myself. Cool. Um, and that's very important to me. And thanks to you and Erica, I was able to look at that as a metric of success. Yeah. Yay! It's so, uh, you know, it's so interesting, the evolution of this podcast from, I want an excuse to drink with my friends to like... Just talk to each other. Yeah, uh, to like, the, you know, the, here, are, here are things that uh, help us all become better people. Mm-hmm. Um, has been a very interesting journey. Mm-hmm. I also, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, and I don't have anything to talk about it about other than to say that, like, I also have body image issues and, mm-hmm. like, have, like, that's very new for me and new to sort of, like, realize and come to terms with and, like, be like, oh, maybe that's something I should address. Can you talk about it at all, like, anymore? Is there, like, yeah, like, I don't know. Is there anything more you can say about it that you're comfortable about, with? Like, about bo- your journey in that In time? Bo- my body image issues? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So... Uh, I, I started, when did I start struggling with that? In college. Okay. In college, I, I had, I had pretty, I had felt pretty good about the way that I looked. If I didn't feel good, I was unaware. Like I kind of just thought I'm like, I'm a girl with a body and like, (laughs) I'm bigger in these parts and I'm smaller in these parts. And like, boys seem to like it. So like, off I go. I don't know. I didn't really give much thought to it. I was like, I don't know. I like wear clothes. I'm like, I'm pretty. Like "Eh." (laughs) These are the parts I'm not allowed to have uncovered. And (laughs) these are the parts that I need covered for protection. Like I got to put stuff on my feet so I don't hurt my footers. (laughs) And I was very all. just like Winnie the Pooh about it. Like, dup, 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 well, Winnie the Pooh doesn't wear pants, so I think that's a bad, <laughs> that's a bad comparison. Well, he's just like got a top on with his little <laughs> belly out and his barrel of honey and like just walking through life. That was me um, when I thought about my own body. And then in college, I remember weighing myself and like being like, I guess that's high, but I have really nothing to compare it to, so whatever. Mm-hmm. I was dating this guy and we broke up. It was a really, really, really tough breakup Ugh. on me. 
it was my, my first major heartbreak, first yeah. love. I was very in love with him and very, very, very devastated by this breakup. And for no other reason than I was just chronically sad. I had no appetite. Mm-hmm. I remember being in such a state and talking to myself and being like, and saying, Afton, you have to eat. You wow. have to eat. I bought a cliff bar from the wherever on, on campus. Yeah. And I said, Afton, you're going to eat this today. Like, you have to. Wow. And then a week later, I found it crushed in my backpack. Wow. I had not gotten around to eating it. Like, I just, I, I wasn't even hungry. I was just so sad. Sure. And the weight flew off mm. and people started noticing. And um, people other than my very close friends and my roommate and like obviously my ex-boyfriend knew what I was going through. But the general masses, like my classmates and people in the classes below me and above me, my professors, like <laughs> they were like, what's your secret? And you're ex- like, no, I'm not kidding you. Depression. This girl in a, in a grade above me came to my dorm. She's like, Afton, just kind of want to talk about, you know, what your regimen's been lately. Like you're just looking so good. And I'm like, I cry myself to sleep every night. I didn't tell her that, but I was <laughs> oh like, my God. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm in stage combat class for three hours a day, four days a week. Like, I guess that's it. Not really understand, not really coming clean to myself about what this meant that I was losing all this weight because I was just in a horrible place. And then I started kind of remembering. So we had, we were just in a very dysfunctional relationship. We would like, because he was a musical theater major and I was an acting major. So it was a very small program. And like when you're, you just talk about people in the program and you talk about casting and you talk about the musical theater girls and like girls getting the leads in the musicals and how high they can kick their legs. Like these are the things I talked about with my ex-boyfriend. Um, and I remember he was always like very attracted to the beautiful dancer girls mm-hmm. at our school. And now that we're, we were broken up, that was all of a sudden an insecurity of mine. Mm. And so I was like, wait, this is great. Like if I, if I lose enough wait, I'll be as thin and beautiful as like the dancer girls that he's attracted to and I'll get him back. Mm. So then it became this mission of like, how thin can I get to get my ex-boyfriend back? Yeah. Very toxic, very dark place. Yeah. And then that summer I was alone on campus. I hadn't gone home to Texas. I was just going to Ohio. Um, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, I was fine. Ohio's fine. You went to school in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's great. It's only like two hours from Columbus. Well, there's a lot of corn between <laughs> Pittsburgh and Columbus. There is. There is. No, Pittsburgh is, is much cooler than Columbus. Oh, shit. Beef. <laughs> okay, so you were alone. Um, and I just let go of myself, mm. for sure. In that, I held very tightly <laughs> to myself. Mm. I, and I was... I made myself, I was competing with myself. I was, I was seeing how little I could eat Mm. to like sustain throughout the day. Yeah. Like how little can I eat and not pass out today? And I remember getting on the scale and seeing it like the lowest I had ever seen it. Mm -hmm. It, It was, it is not biologically right for me to weigh that little. I was so, so thin, but I looked in the mirror and I didn't see it. I just Mm. saw like, how much I had weighed when I was dating my ex and I was, and he didn't like find me beautiful. 
So summer ended and everyone came back to campus and my classmates were noticing and then they were telling my professors and my, um, uh, what is it? Advisor, mm-hmm. who was also one of my, our main acting teachers and directors. She pulled me into her office and pulled you physically. said, get in here. She yanked me in <laughs> me and all 99 pounds of me. It wasn't 99, but whew, I was close. Um, she pulled me in and, she just asked me about it outright. And I was like, of course, in denial. I was, nah. I was like, how dare anyone? Not their business. Da, da, da. I think I eventually recovered, but I never let that go Yeah. for a very long time. Everything regarding the way that I looked and the way that I felt in my body compared to that moment. If that was the center of, that was the point of comparison. Mm-hmm. That was what everything came relating back to. If I gained weight, if I lost a little bit of it, if my eating was, if I was, if I had more of an appetite and like ate more, then it's like, well, Afton, what are you doing? Like back in the day, you could survive on half a cup of oatmeal. Like, mm. what are you doing? You know, how can you eat a whole burger? Like that was because it's delicious. Because it's it and it's normal. Yeah, it's normal, but but also delicious. Um. So I've come so, so far from that. Good. From like giving myself these disordered eating habits and patterns. Um, Because honestly, it got too exhausting to keep it up. I was really starting to feel that I was losing control. And it was easy to do over the summer when you have nothing to do but like sit there and sweat. Yeah. But during the school year, I had a lot of responsibilities. I was directing a show. I was... um, a lead in a Shakespeare. I was in full time like class and there was just no way I could sustain that. And so seeing the weight come back and seeing all of it, it was this weird impasse of kind of regaining control of my, of myself while losing what I had seen as progress. Was it that conversation with that academic advisor that sort of triggered it or, or was it really all of the like responsibilities and having the things to do? And it was a combination. Cool. For sure. That's really interesting. Yeah. And so that was my senior year of college. So that was, I guess that would have been 2015. Wow. Um, And now the work that I've done to let go of like, first of all, relating my body to the men that I date, Mm -hmm. it does not exist. Great. And it shouldn't have, but what did I know at 20 years old? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But that's taken a lot of work, and I think I've been very successful in that. I've gotten to a place where I really don't care what anyone thinks of the way that I look. Great. Um, And I'm very proud of that. And then also, not only disordered eating, but the way that you look at yourself Mm -hmm. and the way that you see yourself. And it's not, there's no such thing as attaining this perfect thing, because once you get it, there there is no ideal shape or weight or size or, there's no benchmark. Sure. It's never going to exist because once once you get there, the needle will move. Hmm. So, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> oh no, I'm choking on that idea. Um, <laughs> I wonder. I mean, maybe I, I. I think I think maybe there is one internally. I think there's definitely mm-hmm. not one externally. Right, saying like, I should look like Jason Momoa, or like mm-hmm. I should look like. Kristen Stewart, right? Like that, like, I think that is dangerous, but I think there is something to be said for like, you know, in, on both sides of the body scale Mm -hmm. of saying like, I'm comfortable where I am. I'm happy Mm -hmm. with how I look. Right. Like I know people who are much bigger who are like, I, I, this is, I, this is, this is fine. This is fine with me. Um, I think there's something to be said for that, for like an internal benchmark of like, I like this. I like this now. Um, 
But uh, yeah, the yeah. real work comes from the thought that if nothing could change physically, mm. if you were biologically unable to change, like something happened, you were just covered in like a cast, mm-hmm. you could neither shrink nor grow. Mm-hmm. What could you do up here? She's pointing to, towards her head. I'm pointing to my head. What can you do in your head that will satiate what you think you need to do from the neck down? I like that. I like all that. I didn't know we were going to talk about that, but thank you for, for talking about it. Do you have any advice about success? That's the other question I'm supposed to ask. Yeah. I can't do three episodes in a row anymore. That's that's a new rule. You just write down the three points you have to hit. Okay, we'll put that in front of you. That's so true. That you see it. It's not any good over there. <laughs> it's not. What's your advice about success? Keep your blinders on. Go on. Figure out what your success looks like. Mm. Your success is not the success of the person next to you. Mm. It's not a formula. It's not... I mean, it's it's your formula. Yeah. It's your formula. Yeah. It's your secret recipe. You've got the secret ingredient or more than one. Um, and looking up into someone else's lane is only going to slow you down and distract you and open up that awful, evil game called <laughs> the comparison game. Yeah. Which is detrimental and quite ver- quite literally and honestly the inversion of success. Because um, now we're at the end. Oh, no. Who knew? Just flew by. Time flies when you're drinking wine. <laughs> drinking wine. Um, so I gotta say some stuff and then we'll and then we'll we'll peace out. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't don't feel like you gotta run away because you're still here in the room while I say thank you for listening to Dress for the Podcast You Want. My name is David Andrew Laws. My co-host in Absentia has been Megan Greener. That was Megan. And my Sorry, guest Jake. has been Afton Page Welch. It's been lovely to have you on. Thank you. Thanks for thanks for coming by. Um Thank you to Dimly Wit for having us on the network. Uh, You can go to dimlywit.com to hear more podcasts like this, as well as Bad Examples with Tracy DeMarco and Jessica Romano, The Dullest People Alive, uh, Below the Fold, The Last Quarter. That's a sports podcast. There's all sorts of fun stuff on that dang dang network. Um, And thank you to Laura St. Pierre, Patrick Marin, and Dr. Michelle East, excuse me, pardon me, um, for being our Patreon donors. You can go to patreon.com slash dress for the podcast and become one of those people because I want to go swing dancing with all my Patreon donors. That's not going to happen, but it's what I want to do. I like to tell them what I want to do because I appreciate them so much. I love swing dancing. Um, Do you? Well, I love it. Patreon.com slash dress for the podcast. Um, uh, Go to Facebook, go to Twitter, go to Instagram, go to all that good stuff. And that's it. That's it. That's it. That's the whole podcast. How do we end it? What's the tagline? Um, what is it? I don't know yet. Dress for the podcast you want. Mm. Maybe it's that. Zip your fly. Zip your fly. (laughs) X, Y, Z. Hosted on dimlywit.com.